what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson, and over this side to my... Looks, I'm saying to my left, but I know people watching it have informed me that really you're to the right of me on the screen. To the right so, of you. Right? Just so everybody understands, we're kind of working with some opposite cameras going on here. So uh, he is on my left when I'm looking over here, but you're on the right on the screen. Regardless, it's Brian Jackson. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. You know what? You did everything just right until the very end where you said, it's Brian Jackson. You actually yeah, yeah, it's Brian. gestured the other direction. Yeah. Oh, I did. So right. Everything was good. Everything was it's good. Brian until Jackson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's Brian. Right there. Hey, <laughs> Yo, Brian, what's up? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know what? It's this adding video just added a whole layer of complexity to what we do. But um, I can't decide if it's a good layer of complexity to what we do or if it's actually more uh, tripping us up. But we're getting used to it, I think. I think we're doing okay with it. Right. Yeah. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. So you know we're we're getting we're 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 catching on. I I think the the part you know, I have listened back to our podcast recently. You know, okay. obviously I've, I've been very bored. Uh, and so you are been you are one listener. Ourselves. Good to hear. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. And I do recognize that we we do need to be aware of when we show things. We have to we have to remind people. We tell them as well what's happening because I did just listen to our podcast and several times sick and look at this and you see how this is doing this and this is doing this. Uh, so right. I've got to get better at that. We've got to, yeah, yeah we've got to right. talk through uh, two things. We're not going to forget but, you audio podcast listeners. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we hear you. We see you. <laughs> we see you. We're going to work on making sure you can hear we know, us. We know you can't so, see us, but right. yes, we, we, we see you. All right. So yeah, we're going to, we'll pay attention to that. That's a good call, Brian. So good feedback from our, from our, our, our listener, which was Brian listening <laughs> yeah. to our Post show. Listener. Yeah. So this is brothers in tech. You know, we don't just get here and just chit chat. We actually have a, a purpose for getting together. We talk uh, technology. We're talking family home, personal technology, not getting into the business, the enterprise. We really want to talk about real day-to-day useful technology and how people are using it, how we're using it, maybe some recommendations, thoughts we have on ways to help improve how you use technology in your life. And as we always say, it's, it's to be a little bit of that go-to IT person in your own family or group of friends, which I know some of us have been in that role, have played that role before. We enjoy playing that role, have but we also... Hmm? Some of us have no. I was saying family. I mean, I was just saying. Oh, okay, I, I said family. family. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no friends. No. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, we get those phone calls. People just need some help uh, getting something set up. Uh, new technology. Uh, it's good to have a resource. Good to have a brotherhood and sisterhood of people that can help share and swap some ideas about how we how we can help in those situations. So, um, and so let's Brian, be honest, we get to we get to talk tech, which is which is pretty you fun know, as well. So we enjoy it and we would do it even if we had no listeners, which is not far off from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know. I we, we are testing that theory right now, honestly. I haven't even looked at the stats it. lately. I don't I don't I don't want to look at the stats. I don't know. I have no idea how many <laughs> listeners we have. Well, we but, don't need a calculator uh, for them, you know. Just, no, probably just, not. Probably just a hand or two is what gonna be able to help us get those numbers. So all joking aside, Brian, we do we do want to talk about a, a specific piece of technology today. Um, yeah, a lot of times we're talking kind of how to some helpful advice on different types of technology. Today we're going to talk about one specific technology, one specific product, more 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 to the point, and that is the Apple Watch. Um, as we're looking at all the things we could talk about from a home personal technology, I mean, I think you and I both just realized: look, the watch has become. <laughs> At least I can speak for myself, and I think for you, the watch has become part of my daily digital life. Um, yep. yep. Maybe not to the extent that I thought it was going to be when when I think uh, the idea of a smartwatch was really started to get popular, and Apple released their version of the smartwatch called the Apple Watch. Um, I, I think I find myself in a different spot using it than I than I had intended, but I do find it still be an essential thing, part of my of my digital daily life. Um, Brian, are you kind of the same situation? This is a it's a product you wear on a daily basis and use. I, I do. I wear I wear it daily. Um, I I'm not going to say I'm uh, well addicted to it's probably the wrong term, but uh, mm. I I expect to have it on uh, daily. I feel naked if I don't have it on. Um, of course, I was a watch wearer before, um, okay. and you know I felt like I needed to have a watch on all the time. Um, so yes, I, I wear it daily. Uh, I am with you and that my, my reason for getting the Apple watch initially, uh, was excitement about what it potentially could do. And the fact that it had apps that could be built into it. And I thought there would be lots of other unique uses. Um, I don't think I've experienced those, but I will say on the flip side, the ones that I do use, I have, I think used more, um, effectively than I thought I would. And have kind of become connected to it uh, in different ways. So, you know, I I'm someone who um, initially was was against you know text messaging, and I was against trying to I was pushing away kind of having the phone on me all the time. And then I got to where everybody else is, and that I I feel lost without it. Um, I kind of felt that way initially with the watch to say, you know, I don't necessarily need to be reminded of things, you know, when I don't have my watch or my phone with me. But now I realize that's exactly what it's for and exactly how I use it to kind of be a remote, a remote version of my phone uh, mm-hmm. and to kind of have it give me some flags to say, you know, things are happening, um, but not a lot that I engage with it with. Um and, you know, yeah. it's more of a sign that other things that I need to go to my watch or I need to go to my computer. Um, for the most part, there are a number of things that I'm I'm getting you know, more and more comfortable with using on its own. Um, but, uh, yeah, we can get into that a little further. But I will say, yes, the, the use case has changed from originally when I purchased it. Um, but I will not say my my love for it hasn't gone down. Uh, it's actually just become a much more regular part of my, you know, of my digital life. So. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, when the Apple watch was first announced and I remember even watching the, the keynote where they really kind of rolled it out, a lot of energy was placed on the idea that you would be able to install and you can install applications, basically extended, extended versions of your phone applications onto your watch. 
So the idea is that if a developer builds an app for your phone, they have the option of also developing uh, a watch version of that app. And if you install the app on your phone, you can also automatically have that same watch version of the app automatically appear on your watch. And it's something you would interact with. You could pull it up just like you can on a phone. Obviously, a much smaller screen and much more limited functions that the app may have, but you interact with it that way. Um, and it was impressive when you saw that. When you saw the demonstration, you saw all what different app developers could do. I don't know about you, Brian. I, I, I think a couple things were happening in that whole app situation in that I can't remember the last time I personally ever went onto my watch and pulled up an app of any sort. It's it's like you said. It's 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 not a watch. It's not a device I go in and, and intentionally interact with. Um, it has really evolved into more of a, a a device that I've got it tuned and set to where it's going to notify me of the things I want it to notify me of. It's going to show me the information I need to see at those times. But that's pretty much it. I don't go in mm. seeking any new action or or uh, information on it myself. Is that kind of similar to where you are with it? Yeah, well? I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm quite to the extreme you are. I do have a okay. few applications that I will will pull up, and I have them kind of in my my favorites. Uh, I rarely ever go to the list of apps to kind of scroll mm-hmm. through and find something. It's usually a, a couple that I have on my favorites. But uh, Workout, which I would consider an app, even though it's built in, you know, I use sure. the Workout app all the time, um, and you know, and it's pretty straightforward. Pull it up. And I select one of you know three workouts that I do, um, and and I do like to uh, uh, to track those. Um, timer, you know, I use it for the timer a lot, uh, and that's I I consider that an app as well. So I pull that up and say, you know, time time this for five minutes, or you know, if I'm mm-hmm. grilling, or if I'm cooking, or um, you know, I'm back to coaching again, and if I have a drill that we're doing that goes a certain amount of time really helpful for that. You know, you can do that with lots of watches, but it's nice that that the regular feature of the watch is still easily accessible. Um, right. Podcast, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to podcasts with just what I do love is, is being able to go out without my watch on either on a run or on, um, on a walk and be able to listen with your wireless headphones to your watch. Now we'll say that that, that feature is still not done very well at all. Apple has not solved that about easily dragging something over to your watch and saying, great, it's now downloaded. Um, yeah, I, it just doesn't I, work very well. But I tried it for a short period of time and I honestly just kind of gave up on it. Um, yeah. I, I, I still have my phone with me everywhere I go. And my phone is still my player. So I don't even use my watch as a remote player. I did not, I have not given up on trying to load things onto it, you know, and, and yeah. having it handled it that way. So um, that's well, been a little I'll, disappointment for me, but yeah. And, and I agree it is uh, well, so maybe, maybe part of what we should be saying to you, Alan, is if people were interested in the Apple watch and you had kind of these, you know, ideas as to how you would use it, let's maybe confirm or dispel some of those because one of those would be, Oh my gosh, I would love to be able to go to my phone drag over a podcast or drag over a piece of music, head out the door and go, you know, listen to that with my headphones and not without my phone on a run or something. It does not work that way. It does not work at all that way. Uh, Unfortunately, now there are ways to do it. You can go in the podcast app and you can say, 
you know, click on, yes, I want this podcast to be on my watch and you'll see it kind of start to sync. But for one, the watch needs to be on the charger for it to happen, which is not what you're trying to do at the last minute if you're getting ready to walk out the door. Um, and the other is that it takes forever, you know, for, for a good long podcast, something that you might want to do, it takes a long time. Uh, yeah. They have not nailed that down. Well, I will say, though, is if if you are okay using it for uh, a chunk of music that you always like to have on a run that you can mm-hmm. put over there once and then it's always on there for every run that you go, great. It works fine. Uh, you leave your phone behind, connect to your watch with your, your, uh, your wireless headphones and you take off. Um, if you have podcasts that you like to listen to that are coming out constantly, but you're not somebody on the day saying, Ooh, I want to listen to today's podcast. If it, if you want to listen to one that happened to be happened to come out in the last week, you can set up to say every morning, you know, do a sync that kind of brings in the latest podcast or something. Um, but that part they've got to figure out because it really should be so much easier than that. It should be. I look at it, click and hold and say, throw to my watch and it yeah. should be able to be there in 10 seconds. Um, you know, that's, that's the the way it should work. Uh, and it doesn't. Yeah. And that's really disappointing. That part was very disappointed that I couldn't get that to work effectively. Yeah. Like I said, I gave up on it, gave up on the idea of using the watch as a standalone media player. My hopes were is, yeah. you know, just like I've subscribed to a podcast. If I said, look, always take the newest one and throw it over to the watch automatically once I download it. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. And and for me, yep. I'll get into some of my uses here in a moment, but uh, you know, I, I do sleep with my watch on uh, to do some sleep tracking and also serve as my alarm. Um, that means I have to charge it, you know, while I'm getting ready in the morning, showering yep. and, and so forth. So really nowhere in my workflow is it to where I can have it on my, on a charger connected to my computer or, 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 or set up and really orchestrate how I'm going to move things to it. So, um, it just doesn't yeah. work in the workflow. So that's a little, it's been problematic on that end. A little disappointing, yep. like you yep. said on that. Um, I would agree. Yep. Well, let's, um, I tell you what, let's do, I, I want, I want to hear just a little bit more about some other ways you're using it. And I'm going to talk about some ways I use it. And then we can talk about some new things that we hear are coming from some newer watches. I mean, I've got a, a, a relatively older one. I've got a series three that I'm using. I've had for uh, quite a while since the series three came out. Yep. Um, it's, it's getting a little long in the tooth. So, I mean, I'm probably within a year, probably need to look at doing an upgrade. Uh, what version of the watch do you have? I have a, I have a four, okay. I have a series four. Uh, I had a series three first, um, mm-hmm. bought a used one. The screen ended up coming off, but since mm-hmm. I had bought it used and it was quite a ways away, uh, from the, uh, the, the year, uh, they would not do anything. Or if, if I was yeah. going to replace, it was pretty much the uh, cost of a new one. So I bought a, another used one. So I, both of mine have been used off of mm-hmm. eBay, I believe, um, a series four. And it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, it's been yeah. really good, but yes, it's, so now it's three series, three or four series back. If you consider the yeah. SE as something new. Um, uh, now, Alan, would you say, when you said yours is getting long the tooth, do you, do you notice a slowing of anything? Mm-hmm. Cause that's one. Oh, yeah. do you really? Okay. Cause I, that's one thing I don't recognize is I don't, I don't seem to think that my watch gets slower. Like my, my phone would, I can well, see it with my phone and maybe it's because I'm not 
adding a lot of new apps and we're not taxing yeah. it in that new Could way, be. but I don't feel like well, it I'm, gets any slower. I, well, mine, mine has always felt slow, but okay. you know, when I first got it, I mean, it seems slow, but I also kind of was forgiving of it because it was a watch and I'm like, you know, yeah. Yeah. if I'm pulling up a settings app on my watch, I mean, it's going to do the spinning for a while before it shows it. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm okay with that because I'm not used to anything else. Okay. Now, you know, every other device around me has gotten faster and uh, more responsive. So it's like the watch is still like one that I'm just like, you know, I'm used to like if I go to open up an app, if I did open up one or even the settings app on the phone, on the watch, it just seems to take a really long time opening up. And there again, that may be another reason I don't really do a lot of app interaction because it's also really slow doing so. Um, but a lot of that, I do feel like it's probably just, you know, it's a, it's a four generation old watch at this point. Um, phones are yeah, similar. It, but, I mean, I, get, but I think what you mentioned is a pretty important thing for a lot of people to, to realize with something like this, that when everything else around you is getting faster, you know, that our, our phones right now are light years faster than they were 10 years ago. And yeah. where at that time we expected a certain amount of time before an app opened. And we were okay with changing settings, taking a little bit longer, right? Now we're expecting everything to be a lot faster because most of them really, really are. Um, and if you've still got, you know, technology from how many years ago? Do you say the 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 watch, your Series 3? How many years is that? Gosh, I mean, it, it, going on the idea if they release a new model approximately four every year, years. I mean, we're at least four, probably closer to five years old. Yeah. And if you took a four or five-year-old phone, uh, which, you know, mine's maybe two years old, maybe maybe yeah. close to three, but you start to recognize that, okay, this is not moving as fast as, you know, it once was. So I, I, I wonder, I like I said, I don't feel like mine, and maybe it's because of the things I do, I don't necessarily feel like it's slower than it used to be. Um, I just, I think there are some things that I would wish it would do that I now see that others do. And I'm sure that the newer ones are much snappier and I would recognize oh, the difference if I put one I'm on. Sure. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, let's maybe, Al, let's talk a little bit about um, how we use them. So sure. do you want, do you want me to go through or you want to go back and forth on a couple um, of things? I'll tell you what, let me just kind of hit mine. Cause actually I don't okay. get my list is very long. My, I have a very limited use of the, of the watch. And like I said, I don't do a lot of interacting with it. Everything I pretty much use the watch for is, is an extension of my phone and the things that I would normally go to my phone to do or have it prompt me on, I'm trying to push those to the watch. So sleep tracking is something, you know, I can't, Okay. I, I don't do that with the phone. That, that's a, that's a watch exclusive kind of function that I use wearing my watch at night. That does mean charging it in the morning, but, um, but let me ask you, Alan, so do you, do you start the sleep charging or sleep cycle from your watch no. or do you start it from your phone? I don't start it from anywhere. It's set to run in the background. It like okay. it knows okay. every night it's gonna track my sleep and the watch just acts as an extension to monitor everything on my on my arm. But if and if you're gonna look at the data, you're going on your phone. I go on my phone. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by that same token, I use the watch as an alarm. Uh I, I love and I'm much better waking up with the alarm vibrating and, and getting mm-hmm. me up on my wrist than I do with a loud sound coming from my phone or anything. So I prefer that. And that's why another reason I use the watch for that. And that's the reason I, I wear the watch at night. Um, I, I use the workout tracking as well, but I do use mm-hmm. the workout app, just like you mentioned. And I do obviously have it track. Um, I do keep a close eye on a lot of health related 
tracking. So obviously using the watch is a good tool for, for doing that. Beyond that, it really is all about um, text and email notifications. I mean, really yeah. just, again, just a quick view to see is a text coming in? And if so, does it, is it important? Can I tell who it's from? Same thing with emails. I have emails that will just notify me when a new one comes in just so I can get a quick, quick glance at it, whether I'm driving, whether I'm in a meeting or something, just so I can know if I need to address anything or not, um, be, be time sensitive to it. Outside of that, Brian, that's, that's pretty much what I use my watch for. And that's, that's enough. It it's enough time. for me. You use it to tell time. Oh yeah. I do use it as a okay. clock. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have that part turned off. <laughs> no, no, I don't have the clock turned off. So it is a clock and I do use it also. I forgot to mention, but uh, to actually unlock my phone, which yeah. is yeah, yeah. a function that I, I hope more people understand you can do is if you own both a watch and an iPhone that you can turn on a setting to say, I want my Apple watch to be the thing that lets me automatically unlock my my phone. So it's a security measure, but instead of using either a face ID or a passcode or, or even touch ID, if you've got a little bit older iPhone, it could actually bypass all of that if you're wearing your watch and you've got that setting turned on. Yeah, Came in very handy with uh, mask wearing um, until yeah, Apple did roll out a feature recently to let you detect a mask on your face, or at least that'll be something that is going to be available soon. <clears throat> but before then, you could still say, look, as long as I'm wearing my watch and I've got the setting turned on, go ahead and unlock my phone. If my watch is on my wrist and you can see that the two devices are near each other, go ahead and lock it. So even if I was wearing a mask over that time, it would just automatically unlock without using Face ID. So those yeah. those are the ways I use it, the watch. Again, I don't go in and can't remember the last time I've actually gone in and physically like navigated into things I needed to do other than telling it to record a workout, um, telling it to snooze on my alarm, you know, that's basically the minimum amount of interaction I have with it. So, yeah, I still feel like it's a worthwhile device for those purposes because I, all those, all those utilities are extremely important to me and are worth the cost I put into the watch. And plus it's a nice looking thing to wear as well, but I definitely do not use it to any other further degree. Like probably a lot of other people do. Hmm. So what about yourself, Brian? Anything to add to that, that for specific for you? No, you know, add to it. So yeah, workout obviously is probably the most used. Uh, well, other than um, you know the messages, reading reading mm-hmm. messages, and you know I like the well, I kind of like, and then I also kind of don't like the the fact that I can quickly view a message without having to pull my phone out um, and know whether or not I need to you know, direct my attention that way. Now, uh, some might say I've already directed my attention elsewhere, and that's true. And that's one of the downsides, I think, is that you feel like you're always connected, even though my phone is always on me or close to me. Um, I do have, I, I think you and I have talked about this before, Alan. I've actually never heard my phone make a noise because I've never had it turned. I've always had a silence from the moment I got it. Same here. So I don't mm-hmm. even know what the, actually, except for the alarm. I do have the alarm that'll obviously uh, be used. Uh, and it's the same thing with my my watch. I remember taking my watch out of the box and it had some noises that it made initially to notify me. I immediately turned it off and I have never heard it since then. So, mm. um, so sound is not really uh, an issue, but that also means I'm getting the vibration constantly 
that directs my attention to it. Um, so one of the things, maybe just on a side, that for people that have this or are getting uh, going to be getting an Apple Watch, I would go in and really dial in your notifications and yeah. say, what are the things that I actually want to be distracted by? You know, if you've got a news app on your watch, those are great to see the latest news that come up, but that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> news is constantly happening. And I don't know if you're going to want that constantly pulling you aside unless you set it up to say, give me once a day, you know, give me the headlines or um, something well, else. So really dial some of those n- notifications in. And here's an important point on that with notifications as well. By default, I think the default setting when you go to set up a new watch is it will allow you to mirror whatever your notifications are that you get on your phone. Now, that may sound great, and that may sound like, oh, boy, that's what I want. That's easy. I just want every kind of notification I get on my phone to also have on my watch. Um, I learned pretty quickly after that, no, that's that's not what I want because my phone, A, I've got a bigger screen, a, I'm less concerned about battery life. And C, I don't, I don't look at my phone every single time a notification pops up on the screen. But you're right. The watch is something where if I get a notification, the indication, the inclination is to go and look at it. Yeah. So actually, I recommend going in and dialing back any notification that is not yes. really something you would use the watch for. Now, for maps, if you're driving or, or traveling somewhere and you you definitely want to be notified when there's a turn coming up and you want your watch to notify you, you make sure the map notifications are still turned on on the, on the watch. But if it's another one, let's say email. Email is kind of an extreme one for me. I, I probably should not have email on my watch, but for some reason, I can't quite turn that notification off yet. <laughs> but for somebody who gets a lot of email throughout the day and you know, it, it doesn't feel the need to respond to everyone you get in right away. I'd turn that notification off because all that's doing is every time it's checking in the background and getting those notifications and popping yeah. up on the screen and turning your watch on, which is all just chipping away at your battery life uh, unnecessarily. Yep. So yep. going into your settings, fine tuning those notifications is really important once you get a, a watch set up. Or even if you've had one for a while and just never have gone in and tailored those. I do recommend doing that and just find those notifications, those apps and notifications that really make a difference for you to be on the watch as opposed to your phone or your computer yeah. or someone else. So, yeah. 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 It's good. And there. I think what you mentioned uh, earlier, just briefly mentioned about the fact that it's your, your phone is a bigger screen is an important thing too. Uh, and we sh- shouldn't really gloss over that. If I were to just mirror my phone, and be notified of everything on my watch, I would actually take, I think, more time to go through those notifications on my watch. Whereas if you go to your phone, you know now you can actually see probably five or six notifications at once and go, oh, Mm -hmm. none of them are important. On your watch, you actually have to flip through them because they only go one per screen. And um, and that's that's just more time. And, you know, so I think that, yeah, I dial mine back. The only thing that I get notified on is my home security because Mm -hmm. I like to know, you know, okay, a door just opened, uh, which sure. we do have it also turning off when we're here so that I don't constantly be notified even when we're here. But if something happens, like somebody's at my doorbell, I like to be notified because, again, sure. I don't have my phone chiming at me. Uh, and I actually like to have it you know, face down so that it doesn't light up. That's the other benefit of the notifications, I will tell people, is that having a watch can actually extend the battery life of your phone, potentially, is if you have it set so that the watch is notifying you, meaning your phone screen does not light up. So it actually kind of mm-hmm. defaults to where your phone doesn't light up 
every time the notification comes in. So that can That's potentially true. save you some battery life. Now, whether yeah. that offsets the battery life of the Bluetooth connection that you're constantly having with your phone I, or your watch, I don't know. But yeah. for me, it's nice in that I'm going to have them and I only need to be notified of one of them. I don't need both coming on. Um, sure. So that's kind of helpful. So, um, mm-hmm. so Alan, let me just give you a couple more that I use. So obviously okay. messages is, is number one, workouts, uh, notifications. I do actually use it quite a bit to control my music, not necessarily mm-hmm. to listen from the watch, but, you know, I'll give you a, a, an example. You, you say you charge your watch in the morning because you're wearing mm-hmm. it at night. I charge mine at night. I put it on immediately when I'm getting out of bed. And then even when I'm in the shower, if I have, I have a little Bluetooth speaker in there, if I'm listening to a, a news podcast or something in the morning or music um, in, in the shower, well, I don't want to get out of the shower and say next song or fast forward. I can do that with my watch, which is really, really helpful, you know, or turn it up and down with the, sure. you know, the little, uh, the wheel. Those things I find are really, really helpful to have, as I said, an extension of my phone uh, to where I don't want my phone anywhere close to that shower, but I want to be able to control uh, what I'm listening yeah. to. The um, timers I mentioned, I use a lot. Um, and I'll tell you the the one thing in this, I wouldn't expect you to be using it the same way, but uh, my university went with a two-factor authentication system mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. Um, and so anywhere I go on campus, if I'm teaching in a particular room and I want to log into that computer, it then sends me a notification where I have to verify it. Well, it does it through my watch, which is fantastic. I can just look at my watch, click approve, and I'm logged in because um, I actually don't like to take my phone when I go to classes. And so... You know, it does have to have the phone to connect through unless I have Wi-Fi, but I have the Wi-Fi to be able to uh, to get that same information. So yeah. it just makes it a lot easier rather than well, know, sure. pulling it out. Well, that. so that's really authentication, helpful. even verifying like uh, Apple Pay purchases. Yep. You know, Super I think slick, those right? are all great ways to use the watch as kind of that ancillary device to kind of help. Right. Again, I mean, I know we're talking simple motions of whether you reach into your pocket and get your phone and press to approve something. But, you know, flipping up your wrist and touching a button on it is quicker, is easier, more yeah. convenient a lot of times. Um, so, yeah, any of the authentication Let, processes yeah. or verifying a purchase, if you uh, if you have two-factor authentication turned on, again, two factors, where you have two different ways that it's going to verify your identity. You may type in a password on a web page, but then if you have two-factor authentication turned on, it's also going to send a prompt to a phone or watch whatever right. device you've got nearby and you have to approve it from there as well. Just so, another security yeah. layer, but the watch comes in really handy for them. Yeah. And then, you know, lately with the, uh, you know, the, the pandemic years, um, I use it for Apple pay. Anytime yeah. I see that, that I can use it to pay that I don't have to get a card out that I don't have to touch anything. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it has felt so much easier. It trained me initially to start looking for that. And it's super easy to be able to pay. So, yeah. so those are the things I would say, you know, I was trying to think of what other things I use with it. Those are the, those are the ones um, I will say, I, I, I do use uh, the mail app or maybe actually not the built-in mail app, but the outlook app, which I've talked about on the phone, I still think is the best uh, phone email app there is, but I'll use it occasionally if I don't have my phone close by and I just want to quickly see, do I need to go to my phone to look at the email? Like did that person email back? 
no, okay, I'll pull that up to do that. But I don't, I don't reply to things. I don't like typing sure. on the the, yeah. the watch. I don't like doing anything. So even quick messages would be the thumbs up, you know, smiley face, whatever, um, so that I'm not. I don't like to necessarily do my fingers. I think are maybe too big yeah. and clumsy to do anything else with it. So, so I use those things, and for me, those are very, very useful. They're all incredibly sure. uh, helpful. Um, you know, I think. Personally, I, the way that I've seen app, uh, Apple kind of change track a little bit in terms of the watch has been really to focus on health. I mean, sure. that became, I think, their main focus. And what, you know, what we're seeing is the new features that are rumored to come out. They're all about health because I think just because you know what you said earlier, Alan, they initially thought, "Hey, we're going to give you something where you can actually download apps, you can make it a mini mini phone." And I think then they realized, wait a minute, people aren't going to use it that way. But yet we've already got them hooked with our notifications. And let's focus on the help because yeah. I'll be honest, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting them to be better than a Garmin or some of these other uh, fitness apps or fitness watches. But they are. I mean, they just do a better job. They are, they are yeah. so much more sophisticated than a lot of those other um those other uh, wearables are right now and they keep getting better, you know, fall detection, um, the ability to get blood oxygen level um, measure, which of course other, other devices can do as well, but they built that into the new ones. They're looking at things like, I think blood glucose, glucose is something that's coming down the road. Um, These are all things that, you know, Apple does really, really well. And, um, and I, and I think that when they made that switch to we're going to make this something that is beneficial to your health and would potentially save a life, they kind of use that, you know, approach. They 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 really hooked a lot of people. And, and well, I think rightfully so. Yeah. You saw a big change in I think market share. I think you saw a big change in just public acceptance when it did shift into being more of a health and yep. fitness related device. It was a little, I won't say it was, a, it wasn't a joke. I mean, I think people saw the value in smartwatches even before Apple released their Apple watch. But I know in the first year or two, it was kind of a, all right, we got an Apple watch and there's just a lot of comments from people about, okay, well, I got one, but I don't really use it for anything. Right? It's, just, right. it's just on my watch. I just use it as a nice watch. It wasn't until it really jumped in full tilt on health and fitness. Apple dedicating a lot of resources, all divisions to, health uh, within their products. Then I think that's when everybody, you started to see them show up on more people's wrist as just kind of a, uh, more of a standard um, with yep. that. Um, so you mentioned a couple of things that you have been introduced in some later versions. And we are just, again, let's just note, you and I are on older versions of the watch. Ours is yep. not the newer version at all. So they are up to the series seven is kind of the latest version they also have an SE special edition, which was right before the seven, but really the SE and the seven are kind of the two that they're selling right now as their newest right. versions. Yep. Some of the features you mentioned, Brian, just a second ago with the health and fitness side of things are really only available in those newer ones. The fall detection right. and the blood oxidation level are both either a seven yep. or seven SE has that. Um, yeah. I think the blood oxygen, blood oxygen is only on the seven, but the fall detection SE and seven, I believe, uh, both okay. have that, you know, altimeter, things like that. They, they've started to change to where it's not just when you're using a workout, but it actually is looking at your elevation changes, which 
again, goes into the health because it's now looking at, well, how many stairs did you climb and how, right. you know, how quickly are you climbing stairs and all of that. So it's really looking at a lot of the, a lot of your movements and trying to get a better idea. And in, what's really cool about this from a, from a exercise science perspective is what you're really getting is a major, incredibly big database of information about people's movements. And then, you know, 10 years from now, when we see, you know, which of these individuals developed Alzheimer's, which of these individuals ended up having heart attacks, and then they got the data now to go back, you know, five, 10 years of getting tons of data to go, wait a minute, we actually can start to predict people that are going to have this issue because we saw that they struggled on stairs and they didn't even realize, you know, we, we were collecting that data because, you know, we have this health app that collects lots of different things. And uh, mm -hmm. that's what I think is really, really important. So when they're able to, to have more sensors like blood glucose or uh, being able to see uh, body temperature, these are some of the things that have been rumored coming soon. That just means there's more data, more uh, a better picture of overall health. And if I can walk into a doctor's office in the future and let them scan my watch, and then the watch is going to tell them, ooh, wait a minute, we just saw an interaction of these four things. Let's get you a test on this. That's super helpful, that's right? Huge. I mean, to, to have a better idea of what's happening. And uh, people may think, well, that's privacy, and I don't want people knowing about it. No, I absolutely want them knowing if well, there's going to be a potential health issue. <laughs> no, it's, I would like it's them totally to know that still, more than I do. So it's still user's choice on how they share yeah. that data and right. make it available. But the fact that you could choose to do that, yeah. Brian, I'll just be happy if there's a way we could have our health data linked on our watch such in a way that I don't have to fill out forms over and over <laughs> okay. again at different healthcare providers. If yep. just you know the idea of centralized records uh, that are shared between facilities could be facilitated so much more if the data is actually available on something you're wearing that can easily transmit right. and communicate. So, yeah, yep. there's a lot of ways it could definitely keep going, but they're making some huge strides there um, for sure. Yep. I will say, Brian, for me, the couple of things that I wish I, I need, I wish I was using more on the watch or I just need to kind of train myself to use more. I think that the walkie talkie function mm. on the watch is one that I'm really intrigued by. And now that all the members of my family have Apple watches, I should be using more uh, for communicating between us. We just have not gotten the habit of doing it, but I know it was something I was pretty excited about when it came out for the watch OS, but I just have not really made that leap to actually start using it. And again, all we're talking about is you can have a preset list of people that are like your favorites and just pressing and holding allows you to talk into your, your watch and it, you know, within moments relays that, that voice message right to pop up on somebody else's watch. And then they can do the same back it, very much like a walkie talkie, not quite real yeah. time. It's yeah. a little bit of a press record. And then within a few seconds, it's playing on the other one, but uh, could probably come a lot more handy. I'm still just finding myself yelling up the stairs whenever I, yeah. it's time for dinner. I, I no, you know, that I, I will, I'll maybe disagree with you and think, I just, I feel like that's completely useless. You know, really I have try, I've tried it a couple of times. The only time that I have used it, I, I know, I don't remember a time where it was maybe somewhat helpful, but I could have also done this by just calling my wife is, you know, we had, we were trying to test out electricity and I was trying to see whether a breaker was, was oh, flipping right. something yeah. on completely the other side of the house. And we were like, Oh, let's try this. Right. And after we went through this whole ordeal of setting it up and, 
we were over there and I was pushing and saying, you know, what do you, is that the one? And she would push back and say that. And I was thinking, you know, I also could have just had the phone there on speaker yeah. calling real time and yeah. it had been real time and uh, we wouldn't have had to right. push. And then I keep thinking, well, during the day, do I ever need at my work <laughs> to potentially ping her and have that come up when, She's at work. I don't think I ever would want that. I don't think she would ever want that. So that's the part I could see. Maybe if you have lots of kids and it's all about, you know, intercom in the house. Um, but yeah, I have, I, I think that one was kind of a little gimmicky and, and I'm not really sure it uh, ever panned out for me, but. Um, I do not hear a lot of people using it. So that's no. probably one of those features that sounded nice on paper, looked good in a demo and just didn't really apply in a real world situation as much. Right. Right. The other feature, Brian, that is just not available for my watch because I think it's only on the newer watches, is uh, and I know it's, it's so simple an idea, but the hand washing, um, they put this in. Of course, now that we're at the you know, hopefully knock on wood, tail end of this pandemic, or at least things are starting to settle back out. It's maybe I mean, um, hand washing is still public service announcement. Hand washing is still important, even when we're yeah. not in a yeah. pandemic. Please but do it. Yeah. Thank the you. idea they would detect if your hands are kind of in a you know, underwater or, or going to be washing and then just give you a yep. quick timer to make sure you're putting in the full 20 seconds of hand washing. Again, it's such a simple idea, but you know, yep. I remember as a kid sometimes having to remember that I needed to count or sing a song or something, to remember how long to brush my teeth. And it seems like right. you know, that she should be a pretty simple thing to do, but sometimes we need reminders and that's how I use the watch so much as a reminder. So but I just think you have to. Have, I think you have to have a newer version of the watch to have that capability. So mine, mine, mine does. So it must be right okay, up to so the four. four. The four is where yeah. it started, and uh, mine does not. And yeah, I turned I turned it off because it it annoyed me a little bit. But I will say <laughs> I used it quite a bit initially um, yeah. because I almost feel guilted. I was like, yeah, I feel pretty yeah. good. No, wait, no, it's telling me I'm not done yet. Um, See, so yes, the watch a does thing. a really good job of guilting us. Okay, oh, let's sure. just be honest, yeah. dude, with the notifications and with yep. getting us to stand up and whatever else, too. Yep. You know, yep. it, it does do a lot of the notifications, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I kind of feel like that sometimes it has to be my little personal motivator to yep. get up and move and, and stay active on things. So, I'm so okay Alan, with are, that. There, are, there, are there things that you, in terms of these new, so you mentioned hand washing, but are there other things of that list? that we talked about earlier that are really deal breakers for you that you'd say that would get me to buy a new one. You no. know, the blood oxygen level, the fall detection. No. Um, All those are great. Charging. Believe me. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to be opposed to any of those features, but none of them are, not none of them are ones I say, buy. Oh, I've got to upgrade for that. No, yep. really my whole purpose on when I do an upgrade is just because mine is long in the tooth and that's it. Yeah. Um, all of the health, tracking functions. I love everything it can do. Nothing resonates with me immediately today is like, this is something I have to have. Now, as I continue down my aging pathway, I'm sure some of these things I'm going to be a little more keen on keeping a track on, but as of today, yeah. I'm okay. Um, well, there's one, there's one I will say had me really, really tempted to get mm -hmm. the the latest one. And that's the always on display. Okay. That one to me is, so for, for those that don't know, the uh, up through series six, the the way you see your screen is either to tap on the screen to wake it up or to turn your wrist, depending on if you have that, that feature on. Uh, and I find that part, that may be where I see some of the 
the slowness happening in my watch where I find myself mm-hmm. having to do it maybe two or three times to try to, yeah. you know, to turn it on. And that kind of does away with some of the benefit that I, I like to have. I like to be able to see that notification in a meeting and not have people know that I'm seeing it and right. me flipping my wrist or reaching down there and tapping <laughs> it is kind of a giveaway. It's a little obvious. Um, yeah. But the always on display means that even when it's off or not, you know, not awake, you can still look and see the time. You know, you can still see kind of a, a, a less bright version of what's there. So the worry was that, you know, you needed to save battery life. And we haven't talked about battery life, but that's that I think was the biggest fear that I had getting this watch initially was, wait a minute, I'm going to have to charge this thing every day or maybe every two days at a max. And, you know, battery life is still not good. It's still two days, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe a day and a half with all the notifications we have going on now. Um, and always on display was going to make that less but luckily it also increased the battery. So it's it basically a break even. So the seven, and I think I'm sure everything going forward will stay with the always on display, which I think is really, uh, really beneficial. Then it becomes more like a regular watch that also has these other features rather than yeah. simply a digital device that you're trying to point. work with as a digital device. So, yeah. So that's one that good. I, I good point. would like no, to That makes have. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Brian, I thought it may be kind of nice to, you know, we've just, we've talked about our own personal use of the Apple watch and kind of our perceptions and wish list for it as well. There are a couple things, little, little tips and tricks with the Apple watch that I still have a kick showing people that you can do this with your watch. Cause I think a lot of people get so used to using it for the more routine things that there's actually some really interesting little tips that you can incorporate in your watch. So I thought, you know, let's hit a couple of those some yeah. of these were actually kind of new for me too when I was kind of going in and researching them, but fun things you can do with the watch or useful tips that might be helpful for you. The one I always, whenever somebody doesn't know that the watch can do this, I love showing it off as a demo <laughs> is using your watch, your Apple watch as a remote viewfinder for an iPhone camera. Okay. So think about this. You've got the family photo that you're taking and you're going to set up your iPhone on a little tripod, you know, to take a photo. And it's one of those where you can put on the timer because the iPhone camera has a little timer button on it for, you know, give yourself 10 seconds or whatever time you need to get back in the shot with the rest of your family. But the watch, if you've got your 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 photo or your camera app on, on your iPhone, you can go to your camera app on the Apple Watch and you will technically, you will see what the viewfinder of your, your phone camera is seeing at that moment. That to me is still the coolest thing. I love it. It's very um, cool. It was great in a demo when it was first announced. I, you know, do I use it often? No, there's not that many times I need to see a remote viewfinder, but it is really cool to know that that kind of functionality really works together with the phone the way it does. So I love that. Yep. Um, yep. No, I think that's, that's really, really cool. I've actually had never used the viewfinder remote. Mm-hmm. I had used the initially just to take a picture with my watch, which is great. Yep. Um, you, you can know, do that as well. Gotta, if you've got the, set it on the, set it on mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the mantle to be able to take a yep. picture and you be the one that that's true. It, so. Yeah. It doesn't have to be with the timer. It could just, if you just got your phone somewhere, but you want to get away from it or you want to put it up in a place and just kind of watch it remotely, then you can actually take the photo from your watch and, uh, hit the button, it'll take it on your phone, but you trigger it from your watch. Great things, great integration with the camera um, and the the Apple Watch app on that. Yeah, Um, for sure. A couple things on telephone calls, which I think are really interesting as well. Um, This one, this was a new one for me. I did not know this, but 
if you, it's, so the idea is you can put somebody who calls you on hold, which I did not know was possible. But the idea is that if you see a phone call coming in on your, and you see it on your watch, it's a phone calls coming in. Um, there's an option on your watch where you can say, I want to answer on iPhone. And what that does is the caller person calling you is going to hear sound, letting them know that they've been put on hold. And then you've got time to go get to your phone. Yeah. I see you're calling me right now, Brian. And I'm let you do it. I'll let you try it. uh, Answer on iPhone. So I just did answer on iPhone and it's basically has put you on hold. And I can let you sit there on the iPhone for however long I want. You're still on hold. So that way, when I do get to the phone, you're still there. See, I think that's great because, again, how many times have we thought about it? We're in a meeting. We're in a situation. We're by the way, that's, that's what happened right there. Yeah, that means I'm on so hold. It's yep, letting you know you're on hold. So there again, I know when we see a phone call coming in on our watch, we think we have to immediately scramble to our phone to answer it, or if we want to answer it on the watch, if you choose to do that. I love knowing that there is an option. You got to hit the little button with the uh, the dot with the three dots in it. Press that. One of the options is answer on iPhone and just know it's going to put that caller on hold until you do have the time to get to your phone and answer it from there, which is great. So did not know that that was brand new for me uh, as of today. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That one, that one was new to me as well. Um, The one I did know about that I thought you were Mm going to go with when you told me was the, um, the ability to quickly uh, silence your watch. So you and I, I don't think we, we have any need for this because our watches right. never had a uh, sound on it. But if you were someone who uses sound on your watch to have a little notification, a little ding, whenever you've got a message or you've got an alarm that might turn on because you accidentally set it for a certain time, let's say that you're in a meeting and um, something, uh, the call comes in and the call is kind of ringing on your, your watch. If you put your hand directly over, just cover your watch it silences anything that's happening. So it recognizes that, hey, listen, you know, I just got darkness just came about over the watch. So they want me to shut up and it will uh, it'll silence your your watch, which I think is genius. And I will say it also works with vibration. So even though Mm -hmm. I have maybe I have vibration on, which I do, and the call is coming through, I can just do that and it stops vibrating as well. So I think it actually will Pretty much just it'll stop the vibration. So silence your phone, silence your watch altogether. So just cover it. Just putting your hand over it. Super slick. Yep. 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 Just cover it up. So yeah. Um, Alan, I've got a couple that I want to bring. If you you want to add one, and then I'll I'll bring one more. Yeah. Let me do this one just because we talked about battery life so much. It's been coming up, and uh, you know there is just like on your your phone on your iPhone there is a kind of a power saving mode that's meant to drain your battery less, uh, less vigorously. So extend the battery life on any, if you go into your phone, you can turn on the low battery mode. It's going to turn off a lot of background functions and things that might be sapping away at your battery life and giving you kind of extended life with your battery. The watch kind of has a similar mode. You can turn on the power reserve mode. Um, and basically that's just a way of saying, Hey, look, I, I want to try to preserve as much battery life on my watch because I may need it more regularly later today. So I want to go and go into that power reserve mode. And basically it's just, you're swiping up from the bottom of your clock face and there's a battery percentage. If you swipe left to right on it, it turns that battery power reserve tab 
to turn it on or off. And again, yeah. it's just a low power mode for functioning with your watch. I think it really just has a low power mode for showing the clock face. Um, yep. It's all about saving that's, battery life for you. Yeah, and that's actually what it does. Just just realize if you do that, the only thing that will work on your phone at that point is a little green digital time will pop up. So yep. you'll still be able to see your time. Right. That's it. That is all yeah. that will so happen. So think about uh, it if you're in a situation where um, – you know, you're not going to be needing really your watch. You're not needing notifications. You're not needing anything, but you want to extend the battery life as long as you can yeah. put it in that power set reserve mode, use it as just a simple clock on your watch and that's it. And then when you're in a situation, let's say you're traveling and you really don't want to be notified while you're driving uh, yep. or anything else, or maybe you're going on an airplane and you want to put it in the mode where it's not going to have any communications. There's just ways to do that. And it just gives you a chance to, preserve that battery life until you do need it later in the day or evening. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, you know, that is what is the beauty of having a computer watch is that Mm -hmm. all of those things become possible and there are ways of doing shortcuts, the ways of adding on additional features and everything, which is great. You know, you have a normal watch and you have what that normal watch will do and that'll do it really, really well. This is one of those adaptable devices. Um, Let me, let me give you a couple more things. And these are, these are things that are really, I thought would really uh, niche uses, but incredibly helpful uh, for me. One is that the watch itself can become a flashlight. And if you oh, haven't yeah. used that before, the the screen itself can brighten uh, so that you can at least be able to see. So I walk my dog in the mornings. And of course, lately, it's been very dark in the mornings. And we get to a certain area. I really don't like carrying around a flashlight myself. I don't think to do it. I often don't even carry my phone with me because I, you know, just out in the morning and have my watch, but to click the little flashlight on your, your, um, your uh, menu tray. And the other thing that people may not recognize is when you do that, it'll be somewhat bright, but if you click it again, it goes full brightness. And that helps me to help pick up after my dog and be able to see things on the ground. So that's kind of helpful. Um, Last one I wanted to mention, Alan, and this is one that I just found out about just a few weeks ago. Um, so you probably know that you can find your watch. I'm I'm sorry. You can find your phone from your watch, right? So if Mm -hmm. you lose your phone in the, in the house and you don't know where you put it, you swipe up and do the little ping and it will start beeping at you, right? It's easy to be able to find your phone. I use it all the time. What I didn't realize. Use it quite a bit. I I do actually, I use that part quite a bit. It's like, Oh, where, where did I put it? Oh, great. There it is. What I didn't realize it would do, and I don't know if you knew this or not, maybe you did, but if you do that ping of your phone, Alan, um, let's see. So it's the the phone, the picture of the phone with the little speaker, you know, vibration things on the side. If you if you do that, so I'm going to do that real quick. If I click it once, there's my there's my phone. It's telling me, hey, by the way, it's there. Okay, and I can do it again, mm-hmm. and it'll keep calling to me. But if I click and hold on it. It does that, but it also will make the flash on my phone blink. So if I do that in a dark area, part of the house, it will start flashing at me. So it's like an extra way of finding your phone, not just where it is, but you can actually maybe see uh, see it light up. You're not just listening for the sound. If it's in a darker area or somewhere that light would show from the, so it's the little flash light on the phone. The little flash, yeah, the flash on for the camera. 
uh, will yeah. will flash uh, as you That's do great. that. So I did not know that. Incredibly That's cool. New. And 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 this all these things are are things that uh, what's funny is that Alan and I talked about before the show. Apple's Apple is not very good at telling you what cool things their stuff does. And I think part of it is the allure. They actually want you two years into a device finding something cool and stumbling on it and saying, I still love Apple. This is great. But I do think they would be so much better if they would, you know, roll out these things and find creative ways for you to stumble on them rather than, you know, maybe you don't have to, I mean, you could have a tips thing that says, hey, by the way, let me introduce you to everything on your phone. Well, people ignore that sometimes and want to just get to use the phone. But it should be like every couple months, if it realizes you have never done X, it should in the morning tell me, by the way, I've seen you've never tried this before. Let me show mm-hmm. you why this would be helpful. Or oh, yeah. I see a behavior where you've been trying to find your phone. Did you know that if you pressed it longer, you would actually be able to you know, uh, see it with a flash? I think they'd be you know, really beneficial to, to uh, let us know about some of these things because it's amazing Agreed. that as a Mac person, as a iPhone person, as an Apple person for many, many years, there are still some things that people tell me and I say, really, it can do that? Yeah. It would be great to know yesterday. So um, A lot of, yeah. lot of long clicks, double clicks, or, or swiping actions that just, you sometimes have to yeah. just go and just try everything and see what you can do with it. Uh, it would be and nice. Again, to that's that probably what they want, right? They probably do want It's what they want, but, but people like yeah. you and I, we'd like to know these things a little sooner than later. So <laughs> get to use them as quickly <laughs> as we can. So, yeah. Well, well I think in general, quick, you, you know, yeah. Are you keeping your watch? I guess there's the takeaway. Are you keeping your watch? And do you see yourself getting a new watch? Yeah. You know, the, the Apple watch was the one device before I got one that I said, you know what? I, I don't need I don't this. Need it. I really don't. Yeah. I'm not a watch wearer. I've got my phone. I carry my phone everywhere. I have no need for the watch. Um, when I got a watch, within weeks, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm never taking this off. This is good. Yeah. And, and yep. that was even before I really started exploring everything I could do with it. So no, I'm pretty much hooked on it. I'm I'm set with it. I'm locked in. Um, yep. For the reasons I mentioned earlier, even though I don't use anywhere near the full capacity of what you could use on a watch, the things I use it for are enough to justify its existence and uh, yeah if i if i start to walk out of the house and it's not on my wrist i'm right back in the house to get it because i i I don't leave for the day without it on so what about you no for sure i don't i don't foresee myself um not having this on uh anytime soon so um you know and and i keep telling myself that i would just i would love if they would increase the battery life that's still my wish list to say you know give me a week Give me a week with yeah. your with my battery right so now. that I don't have to worry about. But I also think that there's really not a reason for them to do that. You know, I mean, for people that are thinking that, hey, battery life's going to keep getting better and better and better, I'm not really sure there's that much reason for them to do that. Because if they don't, if they make you keep it on for a week, then charging becomes even more of a pain, I think, because you have to really think about like, oh, is it Sundays that I charge my watch or I really am waiting for it to die? And they they don't want you to have your watch dying. They want you to just be in the habit of every night I'm charging or every day when I shower, I'm charging. And I also think there's some things that the watch does only when it's charging, like we said before, downloading podcast and downloading music and all that stuff happens only when it's charging. So they want you charging because they want to be able to update your apps. They want to be able to do these other things. So, 
So I, I don't foresee them going beyond the two-day charge for quite a while, having even really even reason to do it. I'm sure they could do it right now if they wanted to. Uh, they could build in a solar portion to it and have it kind of extend that life. But um, I wish they would. I think it would be really cool to be able to say, I'm going to go travel and don't have to worry about charging. And I'm going to go camping for the next week and be totally fine still having this yeah. you know, life-saving device with me. Um so, you know, that's 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 kind of a wish list, but I, I don't foresee that coming. I don't think they really need to. And I think it may be counterproductive yeah. for them if they did. So uh, uh, possibly, but so. I'll, I'll have one. I'll have one. And I'm probably, you know, a year away, maybe if uh, for another one. And I'm excited Same that here. some of as the health benefits, you know, continue to build that this just becomes the health you know, the health platform that, uh, that I have and has all the, and it's getting all sorts of information about me that hopefully is going to be helpful in the future. So, great. so I think it's great. Well, that is the Apple watch. So just, that's all we wanted to do this episode. Just kind of talk about the state of the Apple watch, our use of it, our perception at this point, and how we feel like it's come along and, and a few tips and tricks about using it as well. So Brian, as always, if, if anybody has been listening to our conversation for the past hour and, has some of their own tips and tricks about the the Apple Watch or maybe questions about uh, use or even some of the new models. We didn't really explore too much of the different models that are out there now. Yeah. Probably within uh, within months, I'm expecting we'll probably hear updates yeah. about some new a few ones. more so, months. Yeah, there'll be a new um, one. Yep. But uh, in the meantime, if anybody does have some questions, how, how can they go about getting a hold of us? For yeah, send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. And, uh, you know, as Alan said, tell us, um, I mean, we'd love to hear some other tips since Apple's not very good at, you know, telling us about these tips. Uh, if you've stumbled across some other things that either the Apple watch will do or, uh, or the phone or the interaction of those things, uh, we'd love to hear about it. Um, you know, if you're someone who is moving away from the Apple watch, we'd love to hear why. And, uh, you know, what is it that's in your wish list of, uh, uh, being able to kind of either bring you back or uh, what are you going for? What are you moving on to? So, uh, so info at the mesh.tv. You can also visit us online at www.brothers-n-tech.com. Um, that's where you'll find our, our previous episodes, but then also we're going to be bringing in um, kind of reviews and, and tips as we go along um, to be able to share there as well. So you don't have to wait for the podcast in order to get some info. So brothers-n-tech. All right. right. Good deal. We're going to go and wrap up this conversation. We will be back next week with another family, home, personal tech-related discussion and topic. Um, So in the meantime, please visit the website or uh, drop us a note in contact form if you've got any questions or ideas for future episodes. We'd always love to hear those as well. All right. Well, until next time, this has been Alan Jackson, Brian Jackson with Brothers in Tech. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.